Welcome to this edition of the Bench Bro Sports Podcast. We're glad you could join us today. As we're a bunch of sports junkies debating about the hottest topics going around the world of sports. I'm your host, Wes Splain. Joining me today is Brandon Farrell, Anthony Fertini, and Bobby O'Hara. So, guys, what's happening? What's up? How's it what going? up, boys? Bobby, how do you feel about uh, No Tua Tuesday this upcoming Tuesday? It's uh, Fitzpatrick getting to start week one. That's fine. That Fitzpatrick starts the season, setting us up for many more Tua Tuesdays. That's all right. Give him a test drive. That setting up. Yeah, give him. Dude, he's the test dummy for the new offensive line, man. I'm, I'm for it. Who? Where did Josh Rosen go? I saw he got cut, but where did he sign to? He went to the Bucks. He went to the Bucks. As like a third stringer, or uh, who is the backup um, quarterback for the Bucks? He went. He signed to their practice squad because um, he got to choose like which practice squad he wanted to sign on to. Ah, I don't blame him. He's got like so many options there. He should have picked Arizona. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Hilarious. Boys, boys. Yeah. That, it's three days away, man. It's three days away. I can't be more excited for. Well, we got college football right now, BYU and Navy. Right. Yeah. Is there Dude, any fans? It is in the air. Football is in the air. That pigskin leather, you can just smell it all around America. <laughs> I can smell it. You pretty much here. can. Who? Where did Josh Rosen go? I saw he got cut, but where did he sign to? He went to the Bucks. He went to the Bucks. As like a third stringer or uh who is the backup um, quarterback for the Bucks? He went he signed to their practice squad because um he got to choose like which practice squad he wanted to sign on to. Ah. I don't blame him. He's got like so many options there. He should have picked Arizona. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Boys, boys. Yeah. That, it's three days away, man. It's three days away. I can't be more excited for. Well, we got college football right now. BYU and Navy. Right. Yeah. Is there Dude, any fans? The it is in the air. Football is in the air. That pigskin leather, you can just smell it all around America. <laughs> I can smell it. You pretty much here. can. You can. How was a uh, weekend? Uh, holiday weekend? Anyone do anything exciting? Work. Went to the beach, did some fishing. Getting that dough. Yeah, right. So, so, and so we had all summer. Did you even catch anything over 20? All I caught was um, smooth dogfish, which is like sharks. And I caught one like huge skate. But I have not caught one fish this year so far. I'm pretty disappointed about it. But it is what it is. You know how it is. I just freaking – I had too much fun this, this Labor Day weekend. I freaking tore my knee up playing football. I, I got too excited for football to come back. Do you do like a flag football league? I heard those are really fun to do. Dude, it's so hard to find like a good one. I used to actually like be involved with one, but at the time, like I couldn't really play because I was doing work. But yeah, I wish I could find a good like football league. Dude, those are the best. Just like fun seven on seven, just playing uh, either flag or just like two hand touch or whatever. Brandon, you you had one and Ant played it along with it too, and I had an opportunity to come one time. Th those are a fun group of guys. Yeah. 
Yeah, I missed that, honestly, because I can't find that down here. <laughs> yeah. Did you that... tear your Achilles, Ant? <laughs> yeah, last play. It was the <laughs> last play of the game. I set my foot, snap, and I knew it right away. Dude, yikes. Can't imagine tearing my Achilles. ACL was bad enough. Achilles is just like you never recover from it because it's it's your tendon and your muscle. It's just I, I don't I don't have the size down in that leg anymore. It just won't come back and I mean I could jump and sprint everything, but I mean I, yeah, everything's fine, so that's all that matters. Yeah, that's all that matters. I feel the same with the ACL. My leg is my left leg is like smaller than my right leg for some reason. But you guys want to get into the sports? I know we're we're getting the NFL preview soon, but we'll go over uh, NHL and the NBA uh, playoffs that happened. But um, first of all, with uh, NFL coming in, there's going to be fantasy going on. So you want to sign up with Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is the daily fantasy sports app for player props. Each prop has fantasy points totaled associated with the over and unders based on its likelihood to occur. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. Bet on your favorite players or players you think will have an exceptional game from the top of the leagues, from the NFL to the NBA to the MLB and many more, including eSports. So rack up more points with the prize pools that they have. You win tons of money there. Uh, Dustin Johnson won his other major, and they have a lot of uh, golf pools in there so if you've been betting on dustin johnson you've been uh, having a good week or good summer so go ahead download the app visit thrivefantasy.com or go to the bottom of our page benchbrosports.com for the link use promo code benchbros to receive 20 dollars bonus on your first deposit of 20 dollars or more that's promo code benchbros best of luck and have fun so and i'm gonna kind of bust your bubble a bit but we'll start with the nhl and the islanders won um in Game 7 to advance to the Eastern Conference Finals for the first time in 27 years against your Philadelphia Flyers. They've won as a final score of 4-0, to and right now they're playing the Tampa Bay Lightning, who took care of the Boston Bruins, and that game is at 1-1 apiece for Game 1. And then the other two Game 7s that happened were Dallas Stars and the Colorado Avalanche, which what an exciting series that was. Uh, Dallas got the better hand in the overtime goal. And then Vegas took care of the Vancouver Canucks, and those two teams already played a game. Dallas won one to zero on Sunday. So, thoughts on your Flyers getting the boot from the Islanders? So, I have to correct you: the Flyers are going to the Stanley Cup. Let, just, Go ahead. let, let that just be known. Let that be known. This season, boy, let's go. This season. I am so confused. Dude, I'm just kidding. They're out. Oh, They're okay. Done. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> there, it's over. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I thought the Flyers were really going to make it to the Cup or have a decent chance of making it to the Cup. And we said before that, I mean, I said before that this was definitely going to go Game 7. I thought it was going to be a little bit closer. But... Man, it's the Islanders' year as far as the Eastern Conference goes. I don't know about getting past Tampa. It's, uh, it may actually almost be easier for them to beat Tampa than the Flyers because I think that the Flyers are actually a better team than Tampa, although Tampa is a great team. But I personally think the Flyers just play tougher hockey, and it's very difficult to play against a team like Philly. 
Um, but the Islanders have proven themselves to be its top two teams in the uh, Eastern Conference Finals there, or in the Eastern Conference. I will disagree. Trotz. I think Tampa is way better than the Philly, but go on. Do you think Tampa is better than Philly? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I, I definitely don't think so. But well, um, Philly doesn't have their top guys scoring that many goals, man, and getting that many points in action. And Tampa one through four is going, and also Vasilevsky's playing really good. That's the problem with the Flyers. Why they? I mean, they're lucky that honestly they made it to Game Seven the way they played. Had had all four lines showed up on offense and all three lines showed up on defense, they would have been smooth sailing into the third round right now. That's the honest – I think that's the honest truth, to be honest with you. Um, it's just that their players really did not do the work that the Islanders did. The Islanders created so many more scoring opportunities, and they capitalized on all of those. Flyers have been spending a lot of time in the box, and they've been awful on the power play. This is a part of the game to score goals when you're on the power play. And when, you're, when you have a five-on-four and you can't put the puck in the net, that is not a good sign for the Flyers. And then you have your first liners who cannot – you can't, they can't create any type of um, plays at all. So definitely, um, like I said, great team. Definitely plays hard, but they just could not close out that game four. The Islanders were smooth smooth sailing, putting the puck in the net. They won 4-0. And then going on to the West, you got the Knights and the Stars now. I thought the Avalanche was going to make it to the Cup. Great game seven. Great series between those two teams. I think it's really going to be maybe the Stars and the Islanders in the Cup, just because the Stars want it really bad this year, and the Islanders do. The Islanders do as well. So does Tampa. So does the Knights. But I think that just the Stars, with everything that's been going on, the appreciation that that team has to make it to the Cup is going to help them. But then also the Islanders, they definitely want to, you know, get a chance to make it to the Cup as well, and I think they'll have enough in the tank to take care of Tampa. So who's in net for the Islanders right now? Are you watching the game at all? Grease, Grice, Thomas Grice. Yeah, yeah, they need to roll with him because he's so much better than Barlamov. That's the keep. only... Yeah. If, if, if things are working, just keep him. Yeah. And he, he won game four and game five pretty handily for them uh, against the uh, Flyers. So I don't know why they switched back to Varlamov. Varlamov let in like four easy goals. Well, not, I wouldn't say easy goals, but like he let in four goals on like 15 shots. You can't do that. The Islanders, the Islanders are very, I don't want to say lucky, but they definitely get, they definitely have luck on their side. Uh, I will say they definitely have luck on their side. Um, if I well, had to pick a goaltender between Carter Hart or Thomas Grice, I think his name's Thomas Grice. Um, I would pick Carter Hart. Carter Hart did not have a good game in Game 7 at all. He was very out of it. He looked slow. He looked fatigued from the start. And the Islanders pulled their weight through, all over the whole ice on defense, offense, and in goal. The Flyers did not do that. They were a little bit weak in goal. Like I said, they weren't producing on offense that well. And the defense stood pretty well. The only two top guys that were playing on the Flyers team for the most part was Scott Lawton, Travis um, – Scott Lawton, Kevin Hayes, and Ivan Provorov. And then Carter Hart was standing on his head from time to time. Besides that, Jacob Borchek was okay. Claude Drew was pretty much non-existent. Um, you know, you just cannot have that. You just cannot have that. 
Yeah, especially if you're paying those guys top dollar too. It's unacceptable. I I think Kevin Hayes is their best player going forward. You got you got to put him on the one line and then build around him from top to bottom. I mean, they got a good amount of young guys. Travis Connecty too just couldn't find the net at all, mm-hmm. or Coots. I think those guys play their hearts out, but I just think it all starts with leadership. Along with everybody, yeah, sure. It all starts with leadership, and I always talk about how important leadership is in everything. And Claude Drew was just not there. This guy should be dripping sweat, blood, you know, dripping from his face, getting smashed into the boards, and you got to be a real captain. Um, you know, I missed the, the years of when we had Mike Richards and Chris Pronger because those guys were true warriors. And I think that I don't know if Claude Drew really has that. That is a little concerning being a Flyers fan. Hey, it it sucks. It does suck for uh, Flyers. They had such high hopes, but, um, you know, they got to get it next year. Bobby, you're a bit of a hockey fan. Were you shocked about the Flyers getting out? Oh, dude, I mean, like... <sighs> crazy it's crazy what's going on with them so i mean i don't think anything shocks me anymore with hockey i feel like hockey's like always up in the air but i'm not i mean the islanders the first time in 27 years that they're this far you can give that to barry trotz oh yeah absolutely wes like you know i'm a devil's fan and you know i hate to give anyone in this in these people their credit but thatcher demko baby (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they, they're building a they build a good hockey squad. What can I say? It works. The system works. It might be boring, but it works. Yeah, I will say about the um the, uh, the out west, uh, Colorado just got beat with goal. I mean, Gro- Gruby was a huge loss for them. Apparently, they're go- I wouldn't surprise me if they go after someone in net this year and just have like a tandem again. Um, Stars just found their offense out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. This team. Let's go. I like the Dallas Stars, though. Let's go. Yeah, that's my West baby. Coast team. So, yeah, I'm I mean, the their game one. That game one between the Knights and the Stars was very physical, but Ryan Reeves didn't play that in that game. So, game two, I could see Golden Knights. It could be back and forth, just like how the previous series was. But, I mean, it depends on how Hudobin plays. Hudobin has been really good so far. It looks like Ben Bishop's going to ride the bench. But,. It also it depends on if Vegas goes with Robin Leonard or uh, Flurry, like which one you, they gonna play. Mm-hmm. So weird to see the playoffs, and it's like these goalies just switching starts, like how it was in the regular season. I mean, I think the way they treat it is it's just another game. There is yeah. more pressure. There is more pressure and more stress in the playoffs, obviously. But in the NHL, we talk about this way, Wes, and you know this is whether it's a preseason game or a Stanley Cup game. These guys play pretty comparable. There is no real, I'm going to you know, half-ass this game because I know it doesn't count. These guys, they play their hearts out every single night. Matt Barzell, like, this guy is getting practically killed out on the ice, shot in the face with the puck, and then high-sticked or whatever it was, and he's still coming hard every single game. But as far as the Stars and Knights go, I, I'm surprised the Stars – this is a crazy game. It was one goal scored by the defenseman. John Klingberg, and that was the only goal. And that's very surprising coming from a Vegas night team that has been able to produce constantly. Um, this should be a pretty interesting 
matchup if the stars are going to play like this. Yeah, like, thoughts, Bobby. As well. I mean, I I don't know if you remember Wes, but I did have the stars and guess your caps in the finals this year. Yeah, thank God we didn't like, go to the finals. My lord. It looks like at least one of my uh, predictions is still involved, and I've, I'm all about Dallas. I've said it how many times, and we've said this before. This is a team, the question with them every year is there's no one questioning the talent and them getting there. It's can they put it together around playoff time when it matters. Well and said. If they get going, this is going to be a scary team to face. It doesn't matter who you're putting up against them. And they have it going. So it's going to be very interesting. Give your guys the puck. Tyler Sagan needs ice time. He mm-hmm. hasn't seen that much action at all. Jamie Benn's been in the mix. Obviously, your defense been there. Um, Miko Haskinen, dude, he's been unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, he's just coming on. He's been coming on since, I mean, he's gotten there. Right? Since last year. That's what I'm saying. Look at his run last yeah. year. Look when they were in the playoffs last year, too, you know? Yeah, it was just that Pat Maroon goal that screwed them. Yeah, I mean, he just had How about Cinderella. if they if they go to the finals and Tampa's there and it's like a game seven overtime and Pat Maroon scores the OT winner <laughs> for the Lightning? How bad would that be? No. Oh, that would so be like bad luck for off. Dallas. <laughs> no, yeah, that, that's a very Dallas thing to happen for sure. It's, it's, it's bound to happen, but I'll go with Tampa and the Golden Knights. I think Golden Knights are just really deep. They might have an off night here and there, but I, I believe in them. So I'll go with the Knights and the Lightning. I know I went with the Stars and the Lightning to begin this whole thing, but uh, we'll say you guys. I'm almost thinking that the Lightning may take the series. I think that – so this is tough. I I like the Islanders as far as being able to beat the Lightning, but I don't think they'll be able to do it after facing the Flyers. I think it was just Mm -hmm. too much on them physically. Um, especially going through game seven, Tampa's pretty well rested. And I think Tampa's really hungry after losing every single year to the blue jackets in the first round or whoever they're facing the first round. Um, if they've made it this far, I can't see Tampa just going down and saying, okay, yeah, we're not going to make it to the cup this year. This is our year. But the Islanders, I feel like, I feel like, uh, you know, are the same way that they, they have not made it in 27 years. They're finally here. So I hope this is going to be another series where it's seven games, and I hope it's mm-hmm. really physical and really fast and really hard, tough hockey. If I'm being honest, I would just I'm more excited for this Western Conference matchup than the actual finals at this point. I'll be honest with you, I I'm just yeah. really excited yeah. to see this. Yeah. So so who you got? You just going Tampa and Dallas? Yeah, I think Tampa's too close this year to, to let it get out of their grasp. So, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked because they just seem to be that team. But, I mean, I think they're just this, they're too close. And I think the Islanders are just playing above their heads right now. Eventually, you know, you figure that talent's going to just, just outscape mm-hmm. them. I think and they're, I both, they're both in Edmonton now, right? So, the East and the West are in Edmonton, right? I'm not sure about that. I don't know. I don't know I'm how that sure. works. I haven't heard anything from that, but I think, uh, I don't know. It's a style of play is very different from both teams. The lightning, they just strike out of nowhere at times. And they're a very well balanced team. As you said, Wes, 
but the Islanders are it's just working for them this year. But the only way that the Islanders are going to beat the Lightning this year is if they shock them like they did the Flyers. Just you got Andy Green scoring goals. The guy's like forty years old almost. So. <laughs> They need that. They need that again this series. They need to shock the Lightning, and that's the only way they can beat this team is by creating opportunities once again, just like they did with the Flyers, play mm-hmm. a simple, strong game, and don't give up. Yeah. For the Stars, I think that they'll beat the Vegas Knights. The Knights have been to the Cup. Flurry has been to the Cup plenty of times. I think the Stars on that side on the West Coast, it's just the Stars are way more hungrier than uh, – than the Knights to get to the Cup this year. Uh, Wes, I'll be honest. I think the Lightning and the Stars are the two teams that they know the media and the fans are waiting for them to collapse every year to get to the playoffs, and I think they, they can smell it in their grasp this year. I just don't see how they how they can't get there. I'd like They're the two teams. How many times have we talked about in the playoffs? These two are definitely not going to make it because they're totally going to just collapse, and no one questions their talent. No one questions the talent. It's always just like what happens when they play a team and they don't have it going for them. So it's interesting. It's going to be interesting. Oh, yeah. I remember in the office playoff time, we're like, what the hell? Tampa just folded. I mean, we all picked them Mm -hmm. to win. What's going on? Yeah. 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 Very, very surprising about that. I feel like when Tampa doesn't have like they're such a talented team. When it's not going their way, and then they have to play in these gritty games like against the Islanders, which is why it's going to be crazy, they don't know what to do. It's almost like they try too hard because it's everything they're used to working at ease isn't happening. So it's like what happens now when everything that usually goes right for us is going wrong. And that seems mm-hmm. to be the trap that a lot of teams face when they play that Islanders team. With Tampa as well this year, I think they finally got over that hump of that first round elimination that they know they're right there they know that Mm -hmm. only four more games away if they can sweep this team they're going to the stanley cup exactly they can taste it both i think both teams can finally taste it and they're like look like we we just got to stomp out these guys who you Mm -hmm. know are just overachieving right now and not so much vegas but i mean you know the islanders right now like they're they're way more of a system than than just talent you know And, and the islanders solid team as well but they're getting tossed around right now i yeah. and i just like i said physically i just don't think they'll have it this series because the flyers just took too much out of them look it's not a bad thing to say that either like you know they're tampa's not, bigger just, too by the way just, they, they're a bigger yeah. team oh great in point you know they're, 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 my god head headman is like six five yeah yeah those McDonough's big guys big the boy Vaps, no. Vapsy. Yeah, yeah. Wesley like, Blaine. Yeah, dude. Get me in there. Dude, got I'll dump the I'll dump the six, I'll dump the six seven three hundred six <laughs> seven three hundred twenty pounds on skates. Like get this guy uh, a larger stick here, bud. We should right. all try out. Right. Me, you Brandon would be a great uh defenseman. Just rough up yeah. some people with that mask. Stop them right before they even get past the blue line in the offensive zone. Yeah, Brennan needs to learn to skate first. Now, no, that's fine. Go on shoes. You're good. Yeah, good idea. Boy out there in some Jordans. <laughs> With blades on them. <laughs> Guy put Jordan uh, vibes. butter knives at the bottom of his uh, shoes. 
All right, well, let's move over to the NBA. Um, the, the Celtics are taking care of the Raptors right now. They were leading by 27 points at halftime. That series is tied up at 2-2. Two to two. Uh, The Clippers and Nuggets play later, and we were on last time while the Nuggets and Jazz were playing. What an exciting ending that was. Mike Connolly came so close to it drilling that three-point shot. But the Rockets ended up beating the Thunder in Game 7. That small ball worked, but then Tall Bowl – Totally took over for the Lakers in game two. That series is tied to one to one. The Heat almost came really close to sweeping the Bucs, but the Bucs held off won 118 to 115. But they did lose Giannis. His status is questionable moving forward with the ankle injury. Um, Brandon, I mean, kind of expected the Lakers to take over with the tall ball versus small ball mentality. And the Bucs are almost done. So what do you say about those? Yeah. The the Bucks really don't surprise me. The fact they're about to get swept. I mean, Jimmy Butler's been dominant um, from round run from round one, and it's just carried over with the Bucks. The Bucks have had no intensity throughout the playoffs, even in the first round. I mean, they put away the Magic pretty easily, even though the Magic did have one magical game. Um, they put them away pretty easy, but that's that was expected. And I know I said the Magic could beat them, but I was just talking shit. Um, <laughs> I'm actually kind of I'm actually kind of happy to see Jimmy Butler playing so well, and he's bringing back um, he, the team's just rallying around him in Miami, and I mean they're they're playing great all together, and same goes for the Celtics. I mean it's it's cool to watch such young teams play so well together and, and make these runs. Um, Toronto was a really good team through the season; they played really well in the first round, but the Celtics seem to be just no match for anybody. Dude, yeah, they're, they're so deep and they have so many uh, good players that can be great players and that Brad Stevens gives them the ball. It, it's just plain and simple. Um, you know, the Clippers and the Nuggets are interesting. They, it was Clippers first and then the Nuggets answered back with Jamal Murray. Uh, Jamal Murray had another great game in the game too. Um, so did the Joker. I mean, those two guys, if they get going, good luck trying to stop the Nuggets. But, um, you know, we kind of expected this from the Lakers and the Rockets that it was a tall ball. Um, Anthony Davis had 34, LeBron had 26. I, I kind of expected that against Houston. Houston just has to rely on the three-point shot and draining down their jumpers. But with Milwaukee, yeah, I, I think it's done this year for them. The Heat are just hitting on all cylinders, even from beyond the arc. Duncan Robinson has been great for him. On a bio, he, he had like 26 points in um, game four. And then they have uh, Sokic there too that he's just draining threes as well. I mean – or who is it? Sokic, Nurkic, one of those European guys. It's but, Nurkic. Yeah. I mean, they're just hitting from beyond the arc. Like it's not, it's like they practice the three point contest in practice. That's what it seems like. But, and Jimmy Butler has been having his game. So it wouldn't surprise me the Heat in the Celtics matchup in the Eastern Conference Finals and that goes to the series. I mean, the Heat just lost their first game yesterday in this whole entire playoffs, which is insane to think. But, you know, I, I kind of like the Celtics to take it easy. They, they look clearly the better team right now in the whole entire NBA. Like I said, I'm, I'm surprised that um, that the Raptors even won two games in this series. Yeah. I mean, they need they need point scores, and Boston's just clamping down on defense for them. So. All right. Yeah, and right now everybody in Boston can shoot the ball and score. Well, once the Bruins are out, the Celtics show up. So it's like one or the other. It just back and forth every single freaking year. Or the Patriots are in it. Or somebody the Patriots. In yeah. yeah, somebody in Boston's got to make noise. 
or the Red Sox, like once every four years. Like, <laughs> um, but going over to the to the west, going back to the Western Conference, I was a little upset, and I knew you and I were talking about it about how the OKC and Houston series ended. Those like, oh yeah, five, five <laughs> seconds of the game when they could have threw it to um, Stephen Adams, Stephen Adams under the rim and easily won. And they decided to throw it to James Harden or whoever they threw it to. They th- no, they threw they inbounded it to a rookie, and he took the last shot and he missed the shot and he tried to throw it off James Harden. It it just didn't make sense because he had he had the basket and like he had the size advantage like five inches on the guy guarding him. So I I just clearly didn't understand what Billy Donovan or whatever, the, whoever the offensive coach is for inbounding like what they were drawing up. But they're home now, so, you know, they had a great year. I mean, that team was expected to do nothing. They were expected to be a lotto team, so good for them. I mean, Chris Paul should get a lot of credit, too, for getting those young guys to play up to their standards, like higher than their standards. Oh, 100%. He was – I mean, he led that team. Right. So um, I think we're all Yankees fans, right? What the hell is going on with that freaking Yankees team? They lost like seven out of the last nine. What the hell is going on? I'm like watching this and they're struggling with the freaking Blue Jays. It seems to be a trend with them every year. Yeah. Yep. They're like on the bubble of playoffs right now. They're like 21 and 19. Well, That's it's sad. Like- that it's sad that they're even in playoff contention at this point, to be honest with you. They were yeah, getting no. smoked by the Orioles. <laughs> well, they'll, st- they'll start off so hot, and then as the season winds down, they just go to sleep. They roll over, and teams start s- and teams that shouldn't be beating them start crushing them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think we've beaten the Rays once this year. Uh, when have the Rays been, a- been an easy win for us ever? Like, it's- they're just like the kryptonite. They were trash like a few years ago. <laughs> yeah. I-, I was you could at least win one game out of like nine, maybe. <laughs> well, it's like when they used to play Boston. I mean, they, how many games will they win when they play Boston? Yeah, that's true. But now we just sweep Boston all the damn time. <laughs> it's not even close for competition. But. Anyway, I just saw that and I was just like, what the hell is going on with this freaking club? But it was a heavy week in the NFL. We said it before. The NFL is starting in three days. We're going to bring the weekly drive back on to the Bench Bros uh, podcast every Tuesdays and every Wednesdays. It'll be available. Um, It's going to be great. I can't wait to hear that Red Zone theme and just watch Red Zone for seven hours on Sunday. I mean, it's one of my favorite things to do, especially when you're gambling and have a fancy going on. It's one of the best. But anyway... Lots of news going on in the last week, as it always is with cuts and extensions and deals. Adrian Peterson was cut by the Redskins, but then he goes to the Lions. Davion Clowney ends his free agency tour and ends up with a one-year deal with the Titans. I think someone else, it was just a lot of deep extensions getting done. Deshaun Watson, $160 million over four years. Keenan Allen's the second highest paid wide receiver now with $80 million of four-year extension. Tredavious White got an extension. I mean, there was a lot of moves made and some shocking cuts. I, I know Bobby was kind of shocked about Josh Rosen getting cut, but Miami feels comfortable with going with two QBs right now. 
But any news that kind of shocked you over cuts or anything else? I'll start with Bobby since uh, Dolphins were pretty heavy in uh, cut season um, this year. So anything shocking, anything going up? Well, like Adrian Pearson going to the um, Lions, maybe that helps with their yeah, running I mean, game. Um, I'm trying to think like anyone specific. The Rosen one, I think, shook the whole league just because. But, I mean, it made sense because my I think, if anything, it, it showed that they're confident in Tua at this point. They've seen enough out of him that they feel confident now going with two. Um, but the rest of the league, like, I'm looking around, and what's interesting, like, trend-wise is... Oh, sorry. I forgot. I forgot to mention Larry Fournette with the Bucks too. We, yeah. we call, yeah. talked about his release, but we never talked about him going to the Bucks. Well, I think, interestingly enough, like, if you're looking around the league, not a lot of people are cutting guys who have been involved in their system, and they're not picking up a lot of guys either because of the whole COVID thing. I feel like they want guys who just have been in house the whole summer, and they'd rather even bring, even if they cut a guy early in the spring, like early in the summer, they'd rather bring them back onto the roster if they cut some other guys. You're not seeing like a lot of waiver claims that you're used to seeing. Like, I just feel like they're keeping it very like in house this year with guys who they're just familiar with. And I think it has a lot to do with the whole COVID thing. Yeah, I would say definitely, especially you're seeing a lot of undrafted rookie guys get cut more than uh, some of these veteran guys. All right. There was a lot of shakeup in the quarterback market, too. I saw Josh Dobbs was on the market and when it ended up going back to Pittsburgh as a backup, yeah. Pittsburgh yep. cut the duck. But again, again, another guy who knows their system, you know. Yeah. I mean, Brandon, what do you say um, about any moves that kind of shocked you? Do you think Fournette was a good move for the Bucks? Uh, let me just start by saying Pittsburgh cut the duck. Uh, uh, that's I'm upset. Um, <laughs> you know, he had a great thing going in Pittsburgh for those three games that he started. Um, I think he really he really rallied the team and everyone fed up now. Um, what really shocked me was the Adrian Peterson getting cut from the from the Redskins, being that Geis is out, and I'm not really sure who they're going to rely on. They don't have Chris Thompson anymore, and Adrian Peterson really has no fit in Detroit. They have a rookie running back, and they have Carryon Johnson. I, I really don't understand that. Um, that's really mm -hmm. the one thing that, that 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 shook me. It took me by surprise. Well, it's been reported that uh, Swift has been having issues with his knee, so maybe they just wanted more depth just in case like one of those two guys goes down. And Kerryon Johnson struggled with injuries last year, if I'm not mistaken. So He did. He got, um, he got hurt halfway through the season. Yeah. It could also be that veteran thing, guys. It could also be that veteran thing. Where, you know, yeah, true. Very good to have a guy like that behind you. I mean, I saw a stat that it was like every other Lions running back is 23 and Adrian Peterson's 36 years old just walking in. He's a legend in that locker room already. Yeah, yeah I mean, like learning under Tom Brady, bro, you know? Yeah, exactly. And he could be there strictly to mentor those right. young running backs. Like, you got to think about the deal. Adrian Peterson, one year. All mm -hmm. they need these young running backs is one year of experience for this guy and let those guys grow. Now... Mm -hmm. There's going to be new guys coming in, obviously, are going to continue to mentor because you can't just have one mentor, I don't believe. I think it's right. collaborative effort between everybody, coaches, players. I mean, look at that video that just got released today with Julio Jones coaching the team. I mean, hands down, like I told you, Wes, my favorite player in the league. Probably Love in, almost in all of, yeah, almost in all of sports. 
Like, I really think Julio Jones is the absolute best man in this can, in this sports world. Can we um, talk about that, like, for a second? Like, because I had a guy talk about his extension last year. Never a word about his extension. No complaint in the media about the extension. No diva type shit. Just knows he's purely just the best receiving build I've ever seen, like, in the, in the league. I mean, and you don't hear anything from the guy. And he's nothing but a locker room guy. Just, just tremendous overall player. I love him so much because for literally what you just said, he puts his head down, gets to work, and yet is a top three, top five receiver in the league Every for the past, yeah, past five, five years. And he's just – he's a leader, and he leads by example. He's there to help. He's, his focus um, is on the game as teammates – You got a doorbell ringing? <laughs> Chinese is here. <laughs> no, Brandon, I'll say this, though. Um, apparently, Washington really loves that Antonio Gibson guy they drafted. Dude, I've been hearing Sorry, from reports. And, I've been hearing from, from reports and stuff that uh, Antonio Gibson has been shining as like a weapon that they'll use in the slot sometimes, in the backfield. And they love him so much they had to cut AP, so... Maybe they just want to see what they have. And they also have Bryce Love there, too, who kind of tore up his knee at Stanford, but he was a Heisman candidate when he was playing there. Yeah, it's, it's very true. Um, I mean, I, I think Washington's obviously going to go through the rebuilding phase now. So, I mean, I, I guess it makes sense that they cut AP. To, I mean, like you were saying about the veteran leadership, it could definitely benefit the Lions because, I mean, AP is still a great running back. I mean, he put up over over a thousand yards. I think the last season or two seasons ago, so he still got plenty left in the tank. Yeah, he had two hundred touches, like yeah. from consecutive seasons. But I will mm -hmm. say that um, Leonard Fournette is a big addition. It just tells you that the Bucks are all in. They're not going to play around with just Tom Brady and just see what goes. I mean, they they were confident with Ronald Jones, but they wanted a bruised running back that will go downhill, and I don't think Ronald Jones is that guy. But not with um, Leonard Fournette there, too, it, yeah. it's just a little spark in the fire, and they have a good offensive line. Their defense is so underrated. It's ridiculous. Todd Bowles is a great defensive coordinator. Um, and they got stud linebackers too, man. Those linebackers mm -hmm. fly around the field. But yeah, um, yeah Tampa is going to be legit this year. It might take them a little bit more time. Like say week four, if they go two and two, I wouldn't say it's all um, hands on deck. Let's uh, abandon ship. You know, it might take them a while, like those old New England Patriots teams. But the Bucks, man, they're just loaded up with talent. Mm -hmm. I just want to uh, say, too, I think the Buccaneers are the go-to team this year. It's just clear that, like you said, West are all in. I mean, yeah. just it's enough that they brought – that they signed Tom Brady, that Tom Brady agreed to go there. I don't think Tom Brady would agree to go to a team that he thought there's no hopes for a Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just – it just doesn't make sense to me that all these years, the guy's not in it for the money. He's, he's really not. He's in it yeah. to win games. And he brought his buddy back, Gronkowski. He looks great. Gronk looks fresh, healthy. He looks like he took care of his health, which what he needed. Now they got Fournette in the backfield. He's still young, great running back. I don't see how this team could be stopped. And you got Mike Evans still as a receiver for them. They just, they're going to look top, probably top five strongest teams in the league. Yeah, I mean they got they got Godwin too. Let's not forget about how great he's been. Yeah, super quick, super super he, quick. He pretty much run any route on the route tree. 
Yeah, he might be like Brady's go-to in that offense. I, I mean, really. I think he's going to be the guy. Oh, he was a stud at Penn State, too. He's been always a stud. He was a stud last year for Jameis hey. Winston, which is weird that you're a stud for Jameis, but, right. you know, he balls out. But it's, it's so funny. And that's people, good. Well, people have been Go saying, ahead. people were saying that Brady can't throw the deep ball and all this other crap, like the, all this stuff. Have anyone, has anyone been paying attention to how the league's been going? No one's throwing the deep ball anymore. It's all 20 yard routes. It's all, it's passes. Mm-hmm. They, they're signing running backs, secondary running backs, just as a guy that they throw to out of the backfield. Teams now have two running backs because one is a pass catcher and one is your downhill back. That just shows you what type of offense we're going to in the league. And then you add in he has he has Gronk. This guy doesn't have to throw within 20 yards to find someone open. Well, they also got O.J. Howard there still. And uh, Cameron Brait, who had a breakout year too. Yeah. Their o- offensive line is good as well. They brought in A.Q. Shipley to buff up that uh, center position. So I, I said – 10-win team, easy. 10-plus win team. Now, division is kind of tough because you got to deal with the Saints. You got to deal with uh, – I think Carolina is going to be sneaking up on some people as like a spoiler team. Uh, and you never know what the Falcons are going to be. So, yeah, it's going to be tough for them. But, you know, they got to play the AFC West, which is going to be tough. But they are loaded with talent that they'll be able to beat maybe a Kansas City or, you know, maybe a NFC West team. I think they play NFC West as well. No, this – like you're talking about the Buccaneers. Tom Brady is a guy who likes to distribute the ball among many wide receivers. So we're thinking, okay, Mike Evans may be his guy. Honestly, it's probably going to be Goodwin, a good chance. So – Gronkowski's back. It's just impossible, impossible to stop these guys who are six, 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 two hundred fifty right. pounds. He probably bulked up once again. So uh, I can't. Yeah. Like I'm not the biggest fan of the NFL now. I used to be. College football kind of replaced that for sure. But I'm very excited to see what this team can do offensively. Mm-hmm. Even last year, uh, Mike Evans definitely took a back seat to Chris Godwin. Even though it was Jameis Winston throwing the football, uh, Godwin has emerged these past few seasons as, as the number one guy in Tampa. It's just the NFL now, you know. It's not just the the outside guy. And we, I was saying this to West the other day. We were joking on the side. It's almost like it's the run and shoot guy. is here, boys. The run and shoot offense takes over the NFL. I, I mean, really, like the deep number one guy who's usually the, per, the perimeter guy who goes deep all the time, the big body guy, isn't even the guy anymore. It's, it's now becoming like the slants guy. Is like it's almost like that's your more important receiver. Slants, quick outs, yep, yep. Anything to move the sticks. Yeah, tight ends are catching more. Well, and then they're moving to a lot of screen passes, also. Oh, I mean, they the have Sean McCoy. Yeah, they have the Sean McCoy down there now. Who can catch? Uh, I forgot about him. Is he really going to play though? I mean, he didn't play much in Kansas City, but he can catch out of the backfield now because Fournette they won't have him doing that. He'll be down there downhill back, and they can. Well, don't forget Ronald down. Jones here, man. He's on my fantasy. I need him to do at least something. <laughs> I, I honestly think all three of them will, will will split some pretty pretty decent time together. I don't think there's going to be one dominant back in Tampa. There, I mean, look at. I don't want to compare them to the Patriots, but the way Tom Brady likes to play, mm-hmm. um, you know, that he he uses multiple running backs, and they go look have all different. They use those running backs for different sets, so I could see all of them splitting time. Mm-hmm. Um, this PJ Walker kid from the XFL, he's undrafted. He was on the Colts practice squad. 
Then he goes to the XFL and he balls out there. He was pretty much the MVP of that league. Then he signs with Carolina and he makes that squad as Teddy Bridgewater's backup. I mean, look, if you want to say the XFL was for nothing, it obviously was for something. Otherwise, PJ Walker wouldn't have had this opportunity. So, I mean, kudos to that guy. Totally deserves it. But let's go into bold predictions. You guys have any uh, bold predictions? We'll go one by one. Brandon, (laughs) go for it. As far as Super Bowl? Well, as far as anything that's going to be shocking this year is like maybe like Matt Stafford wins MVP or something along those lines or like a sneaky team that no one expects. I'm going to say based off of how well the Bills played last year, I think they're going to have a really good season this year. Um, how many games did they win last year? Nine? I think they won more. I think it was like 11 or 12. Yeah, I think. And they played that. great. Against the Patriots in what was it, West? We were we were out that night, right? Remember oh yeah. Was, well, no, the Patriots was, won that game. Yeah, but only by a touchdown. It was still twenty four seventeen. Yeah, still great. Yeah, I mean that's Tom Brady being Tom Brady, but it was still a great game. The Bills definitely had a great chance of being able to take them out, and I think that was maybe it was definitely a playoff game. I'm pretty sure. No, nah, it was Week sixteen. Are you sure? I thought it was a playoff yeah. game. Yeah, it was week 16. I remember because yeah. I lost. <laughs> uh, yeah, you probably bet on them. But yeah, yeah Brandon, I did. They finished 10 and 6. They, they finished 10 and 6, clinched the playoffs as well. Um, and now that Tom Brady's out of that role in New England, the Bills and Miami's, and especially the Jets, are not going to be making any big moves, in my opinion. And I think the Bills <laughs> would definitely be able to take that AFC East spot. But. I think the Bills would definitely be decent, and then I think it's obvious that the Buccaneers will be able to pull back up. So I'll make a few bold predictions right now. Uh, Bills win the AFC East. Ravens win the AFC North. Um, I'm going to say that the Texans win the AFC South again. Um, Chiefs in the AFC West. Uh, I hate to say this, but the Cowboys in the NFC East. Vikings, NFC North. I'm going to say the Carolina Panthers in the NFC South. Really? Okay. I Them don't the know Bucks. how Them Washington, the, the Washington, Washington looks. But this may be a season for them just because the fact that with everything going on, um, they're kind of clean housing, like the whole organization. I feel like, like making a lot of changes. So maybe this is their year, especially with Dwayne Haskins, that they can kind of pull stuff together. Um, Giants definitely won't do anything, but maybe that that could possibly be a team to look out for as well. The Washington, uh, yeah, possibly. <laughs> the Washington. It's not. It's not, it's not strong. It's not like a strong um, guess, but it's definitely a, a watch out type of thing i mean i hate to say this but i think it's going to be the cowboys uh, i mean they just they have more talent than any other team in that in that division well dak prescott's got to show up for the money he's being paid <laughs> you guys are gonna love this then you think dak prescott's gonna be mvp there you go baby <laughs> i have so i have a few bold predictions i think philip rivers is gonna lead the colts deep into the playoffs this year I think Dak Prescott... Define deep. <laughs> All the way, baby. I'd say they could make... Super Bowl? 
I think wow. they can make not the championship. I, I think they can make AFC. Championship. Oh, AFC championship. Got yeah. it. What team is this again? Sorry. And the Colts. Oh, Colts. And then I have New England winning the division in the AFC East, even with Cam Newton. They lost a lot of players on that defense. I think they lost like eight players, including the opt-outs. I mean, that's it's going to be tough for them first. Record. Look at the Bills' track record in division. That's true. I got and you there. But I'm there. saying when you lose so many starters on defense, I hear that. You, you're losing chemistry. How many yeah. times have they done this stuff with Brady too, you know? I think it's going to be really tough for the Patriots to make it that far this year without Brady. That, I don't think they're making it Bill far. Belichick. I think it's just a testament of I haven't seen anyone else step up in that division to where right. I'm saying that they, they still crown New England and it's easy. Because the Bills, the Je- I mean, even New England, but in division, when have the Bills really shown that they, they've had multiple games to kill Miami and kill, Buff- uh, kill the Jets? And they haven't done it. I haven't seen them like absolutely make a statement game. That's fair point. And then also, is Josh Allen going to improve on his like right. accuracy too? Exactly. He's got Stefan Diggs now. True, but also he's got John Brown. So are those two just going to go deep? And Josh Allen is just going to wing it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, he could use Stefan Diggs as more of a slot guy. Yeah. And what's their running back situation? I mean, Gore played pretty well last year. No one wants to talk about the aging superstar, but you see so how good, his so son, you so see his good. son played college football as a freshman for Southern Miss, and he this guy is still in the league. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. He, <laughs> they said something that his son is going to get drafted in the NFL, and his father is still going to be playing. <laughs> Utility workhorse, man. Mm-hmm. Dude, well, he's on the Jets how... now, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know yeah. how those running backs do it. I don't under like you're a running back. You're not a kicker, a punter, or a quarterback. You're a running back. You're getting beat up every game. Yet he's still in the league. God bless that man. Mm-hmm. I'll say one uh, bold. I think the Ravens will go sixteen and zero. sixteen and zero. Oh, here we go. Well, All right, bold predictions. The Chiefs <laughs> make another Super Bowl appearance and win. I'm, dude, we haven't seen dude, the Patriots. Oh, this guy, it's the NFL. Yeah, it, it, it's bold for a reason. I think it's a lot of pressure on Lamar Jackson, though, to to, yeah. uh, to, to produce this year. with you know, Because I'm sure there's many people like you, Wes, who are predicting that as well. Well, I expect him to take steps into um, him being a better passer. He's got more um, chemistry with Andrews, Marquise Brown. I think Marquise Brown explodes this year, dude. I I really do. I buy into what the Ravens are doing, and their defense is so much better. Like, look at the defensive line. They got shredded by Derrick Henry because their their D-line just got absolutely mauled by Tennessee's offensive line that made big holes for them. They brought in Calais Campbell, Derrick Wolfe. I mean, they have some big, juicy guys, beefy, juicy guys on that defensive line. I know that may sound weird to some, but anywho, they can stop the run. <laughs> and I West, really I do think, think – I think West has a crush on their defensive line. <laughs> but I'm saying, though, I think, you know, for defense, that's the last thing you want to see is a guy that can run the ball while he can pass, too. It's it's a nightmare to game plan and stop. and. You know, I, I give credit to these defensive coordinators, but 
you know, Lamar is just a special dude. We haven't seen this since Mike Vick. And I personally think he, he's better than Mike Vick when it comes to certain aspects, when it comes to agility. He's, oh he's a God. much quicker guy. Oh, my God. Here we go. But also, look at the schedule they play. Look at the schedule they play. They got played the AFC North. I think they can handle most of those teams. Steelers are, the like, the closest one. But they also got to play Washington. They got to play the Jaguars. They got to play the Giants, the Bengals. I mean, there's a lot of winnable games, and it's evenly spread out, too, to where they're not really going on the road as much. I mean, they got the first three games, like Chiefs at home, um, Eagles, or like a quick trip up I-95, Steelers at home. I mean, they got played the toughest bets are the Colts and maybe the uh, the Texans. You know, I could totally see this team going 16-0. I'm not going to doubt John Harbaugh either. I think he's a great head coach. I don't think they beat the Steelers twice. I'll be honest with you. I just and I don't. I don't think they might. But what Big Ben is going to show up? We don't know what Big Ben is in, or that's the, the biggest question is, mark. With that defense, all Big Ben needs to do is just play smart. You know, I mean, it and it'll be their game. The difference was how many times did Lamar go into games and the other team just really just like just played dumb last year too. Yeah, I think Big Ben's walking like himself out the door soon. A lot soon. of games where the other team just played really bad. What is your guys' prediction for Ben Roethlisberger this year? I don't think he's getting any better. I don't think he's going to be decent. He can't I think be it's worse time for him to retire. Last year. He can't be worse than what they had last year. It's just that the game is changing, and he's just Big Ben. I don't know. I just don't think he could keep up with this style of game. Well, he, it's too many guys he? he had Tommy John? The same way. Yeah. No, the game's definitely changing. Look at the guys who are in pocket passers. Eli got a forced retirement. You know, he couldn't deal with it anymore either. I mean, it's definitely mm-hmm. changing. I mean, he had Tommy John though, right? I, That's I don't know. Definitely his shoulder. I don't know. It was his Tommy elbow or something he got worked on. Yeah. And when you're th- on his throwing arm too. So I, I yeah. really don't know what big Ben's going to be like, but Hey, it, it's bold for a reason. I don't think it's going to happen, but Hey, yeah. it, I'm not going to put any money on it, but mm. I just think the Ravens are going to be that good again. Yeah. Well, to I'll go- say this. If, if the duck was still in Pittsburgh, I, I <laughs> no chance oh, to go 16 and oh, when you're playing the chiefs, they got to play the Eagles. They got to play the Steelers twice, the Colts, Patriots, and Titans. Mm-hmm. That that's and then they have to play the Cowboys as well, yeah. dude. And then the Giants, the, the Giants, man, like come on, that game is going to be fifty nine zero Giants. Like and don't, don't, there's no don't chance. Don't don't disrespect my team like that, Ant. It's too early for that shit. <laughs> it's bold true. Got to accept bold it. That, there you go. Wesley's bold predictions. You want another one? Sure. Dolphins make the Lions win the NFC North. Whew. Dude, how? I Man, said that last Trisha. year. I said that last year, and I was absolutely wrong. All right, explain how they win. Explain I think Matt Stafford. I think Matt Stafford. Look at what they were um, the first six weeks with Matt Stafford. I think they were four and two or three and three and two, something like that. They, they like lost like one. Yeah, they lost like a weird game in Green Bay. They went toe to toe with all those teams. They have a high octane offense with Matt Stafford in. 
I don't know much defensively, but I know that um, who was the head coach? He was the old defensive coordinator. Matt Patricia. He He's brought in all his New though. England guys. He brought in all his New know. England guys on that defense. He worries me game to game, though, because some days he'll do very well, and then there's other games where they're just they look awful. Mm -hmm. True, mm -hmm. but when you have a offense with Matt Stafford throwing 300 to 400 yards a game, I don't I like see Stafford. that being the worry. Yeah, I like Stafford, but you got to win games. Yeah. I also just feel like some teams just have a cancer around them and they just never are going to be able to escape it. And I put that, I think the Jets are one of them. I think the Browns are one of them. And I feel like the Lions mm -hmm. are one of them, where it just seems like no matter how good they are, I can't fall for Dude, even, even the, honestly, I'm Dolphins fan too, but you got to be honest, even the Dolphins have that. It's true. They, yeah, but they've made the playoff before. Like, like, and but it's awful. The, but they're one of the top five <laughs> they can't teams even... in the history of the game. They like, can't even have can't their starting that quarterback in playoff game. What's up? Matt Matt Moore was Matt Moore was literally their quarterback in the playoff game like years ago when they played the, the Steelers. Like yeah, they need to in, in my opinion, I, I still feel like that's the team that New England was the most worried about winning that division after them. I I don't care if people are saying the Bills. I just feel like everyone's waiting for when you ask people around the NFL, even the media and all this stuff. I feel like everyone's waiting for Miami to just get it right because no one has faith in the Bills and no one has faith in the Jets. And that's why I still think New England's going to win the division this year. I just honestly feel that way. That's an interesting team. I, I, wa I want to see how that offense is. I really do want to see what they do with Cam. Mm -hmm. For real. That's, that's completely new. I wonder how much say Bill Belichick's going to have in this or who's going to be running this team. Josh honestly. McDaniels on offense probably. I mean, like he's not full really control I, I really of the offense. So. Bill I Belichick's going so. to have his hands full with eight new starters on defense. Mm -hmm. So I think I think Josh is going to be handling Dude, that they, offense. They got to get some fresh energy in there on the coaching mm -hmm. staff to be able to because this coaching staff is going to have to work their ass off to implement a new system with new guys. Yeah, it is going to be a dog run. This guy is going to get no sleep. Right. So, Bobby, I, I don't hate the Dak Prescott opinion either. I mean, like, what, he was 100 yards shy of 5,000 last year? Well, I'm just, looking that... at it. I'm just looking at it from the perspective of it's not necessarily sometimes the NFL that I like a guy so much. It's just the circumstance he's in. I cannot right. see with an offense that, that he's surrounded with now where they have – they bait. I don't even think they're going to be a great team because I just think they lack any focus on defense. But when Jerry's going all in on an offense and you're the quarterback, how could you not have an amazing season right now? I just can't. I just can't see in a like contract a, year. He's basically being like made to be MVP right now. He just has to not fuck it up, in my opinion. <laughs> I totally see that. I mean, this dude threw the ball around everywhere and made Michael Gallup pretty much a number one fantasy receiver. In some what, people's eyes. And what quarterback just has the position that he's – like, what What other quarterback in the league? I mean, other than, like, Tom Brady and stuff, but, like, who has this around them right now to work with? And guys this young on top of it. Yeah, true. I think C.D. Lamb is going to be baller, too. He might be a 1,000-yard receiver. They're saying right now in practice that he looks like they're number one. And on a roster that has Amari Cooper already. And Michael Gallup from last year. I mean, I, I just can't see it. I just can't see it. It's the defense. Well, I, could, too. 
I could say this. This season's going to be very interesting with everything going on between social injustice and coronavirus that it's going to be hard for these players to, to buckle down and focus on football. We've already seen it. We've already seen it. So we have no idea how the season's truly going to look because we cannot go off of last year's season because last season is completely different. And I'm not talking that it's different because it's last season. This season's going to be a new season. I'm talking about the world is essentially different. So there's a lot of factors going on in other people's lives, and it will affect their on-field performance. It will affect the coaching staff. It will affect organizations from all the way top down to the bottom. So you don't know. I don't know. Nobody knows exactly what is going to happen. We have to just see how these players are going to play and hope that leadership essentially takes over um, and that these guys can focus on what they need to do to produce day in and day out in the National Football League. They're going to produce. They're going to comp- They're going to produce. At the end of the day, they're all in this to play football. They're all going to produce. The COVID thing is a realistic standpoint because I think the COVID thing, you know, the tests are definitely going to come. I mean, you've already seen as long if your team is playing in New York and New Jersey, you're screwed because the amount of negative, false negative tests coming out of there are just on the daily. I mean, basically the entire Northeast was like held out because there were false positive tests out of the one lab in New Jersey. So, I mean, it's definitely a thing. But the social justice thing, I think at the end of the day, these guys are going to buckle down and play football. You know, mm-hmm. Maybe it'll even be stronger. I feel like case. I feel like I feel like that's more on a coach. I feel like that's on you're going to see which coaches have a better culture around their team and which ones don't. Who is the team that I'm thinking of right now? Um, maybe it's the Chargers. Jacksonville Jaguars. No, Chargers. Chargers <laughs> coach. Anthony Lynn. It could have been him. I saw somebody giving a speech on, on Instagram or Facebook, whatever it was. Bobby's got Dolphins win the division, and who else? No. No, no, no. All right, I will say this, though. Oh, here we go. No, to no, a no, Tuesday, no. here we go, fellas. Here's the thing. The cancer <laughs> thing, is that's a stupid thing to say because when has Miami not – when has Miami had a talent like a Calvin Johnson and not won? When they had Jarvis Landry, they went to the playoffs. When have they had an Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry and not gone to the playoffs? When they've had talent, they get to the playoffs. Their problem is with drafting. But a cancer is a different thing. You could say there's teams that are bad drafters. The New York Giants, who can't figure it out right now. I think they're going to be the worst team in the league this year. And that's my other bold prediction. But the fact is, a cancer... That's not bold because I got it too. (laughs) When I say cancer, I mean when you have all the talent in the world and you still can't put it together. And that's the Cleveland Browns. Detroit had Matt Stafford and Calvin Johnson and all these other things going on, and they have talent, and they they have a really good quarterback. I think no one talks about them because they just can't figure it out. That's a cancer. That's a cancer. I think that's just luck, too. Yeah, I mean, luck goes a long way in the uh, game of football. There's just bad teams and bad organizations trying to draft and this and that, but then there's like, are you that team when everything is set up for you to win, you still just seem to not have that luck and win? And that's what I think those teams are. But right. division wise, I have the Patriots boldly winning that division. Okay. I have the Colts. The Colts. I have the Ravens. And I have who's what's the other division in the uh oh the um the Chiefs, obviously. Um, no Broncos, man. Come on. <laughs> I just, Twelve win I, team. I, 
I like Locke. I think I think he's gonna have to prove people this year. I, I, know, Locke. I know a lot of people don't like him and think that the Broncos are gonna fall back down to crap, but I think you know. Hey man, we're locked in, baby. We're locked in it. in Drew Locke. I love it. That's a very good division. And then the other divisions I have, um, I have the Niner, the Niners. I have what's it called? So I'm trying to think of the divisions. I have the Bucks. I have All right. The Cowboys and what's the other division I'm missing? North. North. Oh, I think also bold prediction. I don't see anyone really having like a really tremendous record in that division. I think they're all going to be very close, like nine wins. And I think I have, I have, I have Green Bay. I have Green Bay. I just don't see how the other teams are. They just don't seem to ever figure it out. I want. God, I want Rodgers to wear. Yeah, I want Rodgers to wear Bears uniforms. So bad. I want Rogers to wear bear uniform so bad. Just I just want to see that happen. Yeah. Yeah. I think he'll do great in Chicago, honestly, against that Packers team. He's a guy who holds a lot of grudges and a lot of hate, I feel yeah. like, towards people. He he would be perfect fit for that Bears offense and just that team. Yeah. It's gonna be interesting to see if he uses this this um love situation as uh, motivation to play extra good this year, or it gets to him and he doesn't play as in, as inspired. That's what's interesting with me with that team. Yeah, very. Um, so my division picks, I will go with the Bills. I think it's Buffalo's year for that division. Mm-hmm. Um, Baltimore, I've said it before, but then I feel like Pittsburgh could potentially be a playoff team. Cleveland too. Shit, I don't. The wild card situation is going to be weird with three playoff teams now for wild card spots. Yeah. yeah. Um, AFC AFC South. I think the Texans still got it. I mean, Deshaun Watson. I feel like is going to be a lot better this year. Um, I'm I'm not really buying the Titans at all. And then Colts might be another playoff team too at nine and seven. Rivers has a line, guys. Rivers has a line. I don't. I've seen Rivers every single year, man. I don't know. I don't know. I like Which his character, man. It, yeah, Which true. I, I mean, it, he's got everything. But like it, the perimeter guys, T.Y. Hilton's got to stay healthy. He's got yeah. that hamstring lingering. It's it's brought, it's tough. They brought, they brought in Jonathan Taylor and you know Pittman. Pittman, I think, would be good. Paris Campbell for the old Ohio State guy. I think he'd be good too. But um, yeah. it's just he's a wait and see with that team. Yeah. Um, West, I think KC's got it again. They they're bringing back twenty one out of twenty two starters. What can I say? Yeah. Um, Denver's gonna be a playoff team. Ten wins, guarantee. Um, you you laugh, but I I mean like the chips are all down. Top ten defense. Lock has weapons now. New offensive scheme with Pat Shermer with three wideouts. I just hope his play calling is so much better. That's Um, we got two workhorse running backs. Uh, Melvin Gordon, Phil Lindsay, good line. I think we're good. Um, the East, I think Dallas wins at like eleven and five, and then Philly's right behind them as a playoff team. North, I already said the Lions. I'm not really confident in that. I'll put I'll go on the confidence scale of like seven out of ten. But um, I got Minnesota as a wild card team. Um, the Saints win, and then Tampa Bay as a wild card team, and then I got Seattle. Winning the NFC West. I like Seattle. That. I like Seattle. That. You know what, West? The Seattle 
Seahawks. You know what? I'm going to jump on that. I'm going to jump on that. I think I, I, I pushed the Niners too much. I think they might fall back this year. Yeah, they I, got a tough schedule. Yeah. That, I think, that division is tough. It is. Anyone can win. Uh, the Rams, they have a lot of people going in that division. I will jump on Seattle, though. I will correct myself. I, I actually said Seattle and the Colts I was high on this year. Those are my two yeah. teams. And then I'll go with Super Bowl. I'll go with the first Super Bowl prediction. I'll go Ravens and uh, Seahawks then. God damn! I'll second that. I like that. I mean, I think Seattle's Maybe, eventually uh, going to find AB. I. It's, I'm going to go Ravens and Buccaneers. The Super Bowl's in Tampa, by the way. You know that Super Bowl curse that's going around, man. <laughs> I'm going. I'll go Buccaneers and Ravens. I just. I cannot see Tom Brady settling for less, especially with the people that he has around him. I say Seattle. I think he's going to have like a um, – I'm sorry, Bobby, but I was going to say I think Tom Brady's going to have like a resurrection like Peyton did in Denver, like mm-hmm. that type of season. Yeah, I'll say Seattle. Oh, okay. See, Indy, really? <laughs> well, look at the team who beat – you laugh, but look at the team who beat KC last year in KC. I got you. I got you. I'm just saying. Jacoby percent is he on the squad still? He's on the squad. He's on the squad. Oh, okay. I don't think they see, want him playing, but I but I but he is on the squad. That's a team I gotta see play first. I mean, it's kind of hard with no preseason games with um yeah. to see how these teams are actually built. Because yeah. I think Washington and Miami and a couple other teams like Cincinnati, I feel like if you got a glimpse of them in the preseason, you can even easily like see how that team's going to be. And I think the Colts are the same way because there's a lot of potential there, but yeah. with Phillip rivers going in that offense now with his sidearm sling, I, I don't know what it's really going to be like. I, I know Frank Reich's an excellent coach and he'll figure just, it out. I think they have but, a great coach. Their defense is middled with one of the most underrated linebackers that no one talks about. Oh, Darius Leonard is amazing. I mean, he's just so underrated for the fact of how good he is just because he's stuck in Indy. That defense has a lot of good corners around them. I just I just think they have a lot going where they put focus on the line and defense, which no one wants to do these days, and now I think they got the quarterback. I just do. Yeah. All right, Brandon, who you got playing um, the Giants in the AFC in the Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> Giants. Don't, don't do that to me, Wes, please. Giants and Dolphins. Oh, man. You want me to make a Super Bowl prediction? Well, we all three just did. All right. All right. Hold on. Let me gather my thoughts here. Don't worry. This will go on your gravestone, too. All right. So I'm going to go with some crazy shit you all are going to laugh at. But I'm going to say. Dolphins? Um. <laughs> I said crazy, not stupid. Uh, <laughs> I'm going Cardinals in the NFC. And then he says that. Then he says that. Cardinals? <laughs> what? Yeah. Guys on Jupiter right now, not even Mars. No, I said, told you. Told okay, you. go ahead. Uh, I'm definitely going to go Cincinnati <laughs> Bengals in the AFC. Okay, I like it. I like it. That's a good chance. <laughs> I want tickets to that game. Wes, can you get me the odds in Vegas right now? Yeah. Oh, I'll, guys, I'll pull it can up. Get the guy's stats, bro. If that happens, you probably be. That's got to be a million to one. That's got to be a million to one odds. <laughs> just, just place it now. 
Dude, I don't even think FanDuel will even have that. They'd be like, who the <laughs> hell is this guy? <laughs> Let me see here. Even if it's up, I'd be so amazed. <laughs> Come on, you know I gotta go off the beat. I mean, the I Cardinals make, are. I, I can't make a. I can't make a serious prediction. This is bold yeah. predictions. Cincinnati Bengals are it's plus seven. <laughs> plus seventeen thousand <000 laughs> to win the Super Bowl. All right, I gotta look at this. I'm very curious. Bengals Lions. Oh my God, Cardinals and wow! The, everyone thinks the Jets are going to stink this year. <laughs> um, the worst odds right now are uh, Tennessee and Washington. Tennessee and Washington, really? Yeah. How? I would Tennessee? say like Jacksonville and freaking Chicago or Detroit or something. Dude, I would say like the Jets. I don't know. And like the Washington, probably. Dude, the card. Wow, you threw a curveball there. You you like <laughs> the Cardinals? Do I? I mean, I yeah. Think they're so- I mean, they're a solid team. Obviously, I don't think they're Super Bowl worthy, but I think they're a solid team. I he think the Bengals. Born a Cardinals be, fan. And I think the Bengals will be a lot better than what they were last year with Joe Burrow. Got yeah, that division's uh, tough. Yeah. I actually never thought it was an Andy Dalton problem for that 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 much. I didn't think he was a guy to get you to the promised land, but I thought he took a lot of crap. All right, so Cincinnati versus Arizona plus twenty five thousand, <laughs> which is insane. <laughs> you know what? Just for you, I'll put a dollar on it. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> I'll put a dollar on it right now. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I I would love for you to go into a sports book and just say that and just see the um the bookies like face just like are you sure about this? Like <laughs> <laughs> You sure you don't want to go with Miami or any of the other Jacksonville? <laughs> they'll, be so like, you, son, so- they'll be like son, uh, have you been diagnosed with coronavirus? <laughs> <laughs> Do you watch sports, son? <laughs> Can you name one player in the NFL right now? You have to you you would have to take a quiz in order to place that bet. <laughs> Make a psychological test. Yeah. Are you mentally Sit stable? Sit down. Here, here take this question test. Take this vision test first too. You know. <laughs> so who oh, we think is going to be the worst team? Me and Bobby are on the Giants. Yeah. Worst team? Yeah. I mean, Giants is a great guess. Jets is definitely up there. Freaking New York stinks. I cannot see the Jets doing anything. I don't know. I just cannot see them. I can't see them. I mean, they had seven wins last year. I don't know how. Two of them from the Dolphins. I, One I was bullcrap, by the way. Me and wife saw it happen. <laughs> the, the field goals. It was field goals every single play. He was there. Play. Field goals. The worst team? I don't think the Bengals would be the worst team this year. I don't know. I It's always a team that no one expects. That's what I was telling Wes. It's always a random team that everyone's like, oh, they're, they're not great, but no one expects them to be the worst team. I'll go Giants or Jets, to be honest with you. Either one of them. I say 3-13. Oh, I'm going to say Chicago. Not bad. 
Not bad. If Trevor Lawrence goes to Chicago, that's a great fit. But it depends on if Matt Nagy's still the coach at that point. I would honestly say Chicago or, or Jacksonville are going to be the worst teams. I mean, Jacksonville, everyone kind of expects it. But, uh, I mean, that's what I would say. Chicago may as well, yeah. Gardner Minshew, I believe. I love Gardner. He he can sling that football, man. He really can throw it. I mean, he's good, but I don't believe he's going to take the Jaguars very far. I mean, if, granted, he's got weapons around him. I, I mean, he's not he's not the guy. Yeah, true. Very true. I I just see the Giants just like that defense is so bad. It's bad. I mean, the- I think Daniel Jones is going to have a solid season. Honestly, I really think he'll he, he's grown into the offense in the off season. I think he goes three for thirty, like a Jameis Winston season. Yeah, he seems to be like that. Uh, inconsistent. Like he just doesn't seem a- confident in his game. Mm. Well, well you got, got Clapper, coach. Jason Garrett. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, they got a new coach now. I mean, they got some new pieces around him. I mean, Jason Garrett's not the worst. I mean, Christ, it's it's not it's not Ben McAdoo. Yeah, fair. So <laughs> no, McAdoo. Yeah, that yeah. guy, I don't know, I don't know how that guy became head coach. He but... was a clown. He he was an absolute clown. I don't think he even knew football. I don't think so either. I think he was born into like baseball or something. Uh, well, where I, is he now? I, I... Like where? That's what I'm he... looking up. Do you even hear of him? I think he's in Jacksonville, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. That would make total sense. Ben <laughs> McAdoo. He's the quarterback coach for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, you want to know why? Yeah, that, he probably went down there when what's his name was down there, Coughlin, right? Yeah, of course. Coughlin's head of operations over there now. I think. Right. Right. With Jay all Green politics. as the OC. It's all it's all politics. Yeah. Well, Jay Jay Green's the OC, and they got Chris Thompson, so. Yeah. Well, well, Devontae Freeman was going in for a visit today, and then he leaves with no deal. Devontae like, Freeman is a very solid running back. He very is very solid. He is. I actually forgot he was still available. To be honest with you. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why. Maybe it's just teams just have no idea what they have, and they're waiting for like an injury or whatever for Devontae I, to bring on. Yeah. Yeah, you'll get that too this year. Like, like they were saying, between COVID and all these other things going on, like there'll definitely be more chances for people to have to be signed back. You know? Yeah, I feel like the injury report is going to be huge. And then also with these no, like these guys haven't been going full speed. I mean, it took them a week and yeah. a half to put the helmet on when how training sloppy, camp started. Yeah, Wes, how sloppy is like the first three weeks going to be? Like with offensive line bundled. You know how college football is sloppy the first three weeks? I oh. feel like it's going to be the same way. Oh my god, you're going to have like missed snaps and oh, I it's it's going to be like it's going to be like preseason. Oh. but I expect like defensive miscues. I expect some high scoring games, but I do expect like these teams that don't have a high power offense. I feel like there's going to be like nine, eleven. Like eleven to nine games, like really low scoring and like just no movement whatsoever. Hmm. Like the Jets just might have like the field goal kicker out there every single time they're within the forty and just kick the field goal every time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I just, I just feel like just the league's getting better, like more competitive. You know, it is, and it's very strategic now. It's so strategic. 
it's very hard to find like just a really, really, really bad, bad team these days. Like I feel like a lot of teams can upset these guys nowadays. Like you just don't know. I mean, we would have a bad team if Ohio State joined the league. Oh god. <laughs> oh wait, they're allowed to play football now? I didn't know. I thought they were waiting until <laughs> November. They might as well try to get into the NFL at this point. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. should. That's your first 0-16 team right there. The O and 16. That's your OHIO chant. Wes, you're you're not upsetting him. You know that, Wes. He's an Oregon yeah. fan now. He's oh, the yeah, other that's guy. right. He's he's exactly. big O. He's a Ducks fan. I'm Ducks. I'm big O. <laughs> All right. Speaking, well, speaking of Ducks, man, the Duck in Pittsburgh, man. You gonna cry? Did he get picked <sighs> up by anybody? I know quarterbacks no. were flying around yesterday. What about, what about your other boy in San Diego, son? Who who was oh, that? Justin Herbert. Yeah. Oh, oh Chargers. Hard knocks doing. Oh yeah, but bet it. Um, he he needs. He can't win that starting job. No, Anthony's he's not pro, going to. Anthony's pro. That's Anthony's protege. He's not. Yeah. yeah thank you. But he's train, <laughs> train his brother, not him. He's in a good position to. to get that gig, though. I'm saying that out of like the guys. I mean, he is. He's. I could tell you this. One thing about Justin Herbert is he's he's very focused on yeah. playing football. Oh, very yeah. focused. So he's zoned in. I don't yeah. think anything's going to stop him to bring him out of that. Yeah. I don't even want to see him seen him at Oregon. He's focused yeah. on playing quarterback. It's just getting him up to speed. In the NFL. Yeah. I think he just needs to – I think he really just needs the hands-on experience. Yeah. I think he needs – he's very responsive to coaching, stand-up mm-hmm. guy, but I just think he really just needs the hand, hands-on yeah. experience in-game. I well, think I, – I, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I, well, I've been, like, looking at some of the hard-knock stuff, too, and following. Like, I was breaking it down the other day. I think all three quarterbacks this year, the top three guys, are very football-oriented guys When you're when, if you look at them. They all seem to be really focused on playing football, and they all seem to be really good guys. It just looks like Burrow's being given the starting job because there's no one really in front of him. Tua, they don't have to put in right away because Fitz is more than capable, and it seems like San Diego's doing the same approach. You know, They're not going to give him the starting job, even if he has all the talent in the world. All right, another uh, bold prediction. Fitzpatrick you know? wins MVP. Tyra Taylor's the starter for this um... Chargers team? No, yeah. Wes, before Wes, before we start throwing around not <laughs> nonsense what I was like saying. this. Before we start throwing around nonsense like this, Wes, let's be real now. Um, I'm interested in seeing how Jalen Hurts is incorporated into the Eagles offense. Oh, that's um, true. That's true. I, I, that's yeah. gonna be nice. With Agreed. Doug Peterson, I, I think they're gonna use some kind of Philly special type plays with a hundred percent. He's the perfect fit for that. Bobby, are you saying you were disappointed that um, Justin Herbert didn't win the starting job over Tyrod Taylor, or what? Where are you getting that? No, I was saying I think a lot of the media and stuff that I'm seeing, people are going crazy, like saying between Tua and Herbert, you know, they're not making as big strides in the NFL as as Burrow. But I just think it's no one really wants to start these guys right away. It's a very awkward off season. I just think. Burrow was kind of didn't really have a choice. They don't really have anyone in front exactly. of him. Exactly. 
he, they drafted him to play football. Right. Like, Tua was – he's coming in. He's young as well, and so is Justin Herbert. It's like right. they're not as needed as exactly. Joe Burrow is to the Bengals. So it's ask, no option. If you ask any good team, like, you don't want to have these guys start in game one, you know, because you don't want to have to pull them. When It's like Daniel Jones. When you start this guy, you can't take him back out. So you have to mm-hmm. be sure that they're ready to go. I think that's another problem with the NFL too. Is it's very, I feel like it's very political. Where okay, Tyra, that's on him. ownership, man. Ownership. But the owners lot, once they get lot. involved, it sucks. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are like that. Okay, Tyra Taylor is in the league more, so right. we're gonna start him over Justin Herbert. What mm-hmm. what's that mean? He may Justin Herbert may be the way better fit just because mm-hmm. he's a rookie doesn't mean the guy can play. Mm-hmm. You know, it it's very I, political like that. I feel like. I feel like that's just like the coach. I feel like or Anthony coaching. Lynn and Flores are kind of like, we're not – I feel like that's why when people ask, even when Wes was saying, is Tua going to start? I'm like, no, I don't think he's going to start even if he is the better quarterback in practice just because the coach is the type of guy <laughs> who's going to say, I'm not giving you this start until you earn it. Like, I don't Maybe it's like an earn. ego. Yeah. You know, like it's, like, ego it's, like, it's like a rookie thing. Like, you're not getting week one just because. Mm-hmm. I don't even care if you're, you're good enough. Like Exactly. You know. But that is comes down to like politics at some point because yeah, I'm what sure. it should be based on is who's going to win, who's going to help our team. Oh, but this is the is Bobby I wanted. This is the bo- That's what happens when you poke the Bobby. He gets frustrated and says that. Uh, oh yeah, you two a haters calls everyone a two a hater. <laughs> well, West has just been on my DMs. Like, I, like oh come God. on, you know I poke the bear. It's funny. Well, the thing Not- with Patrick is, I'm going to say this right now. There's so many people from every. One in the league acting like, why would my like Fitzpatrick is the greatest thing ever? I'm like, then why did we go into last season saying every, everyone saying Miami's going to be the worst team in the football and they need a quarterback? Fitzpatrick was a quarterback then. What the hell has changed? This guy's going to eventually suck in midseason. Josh Rosen started. Everyone hates Josh Rosen. Then how the hell did he end up starting two games last year? Because Ryan Fitzpatrick is inconsistent. There's a reason this like, like I just don't know why the media like hypes him up like he's the greatest thing yeah. ever. Like who has got to beat this guy out? It shouldn't be hard for him to beat him out. The guy's on <laughs> fifteen thousand teams. I think if you play at LSU, Ohio State, Alabama, or Clemson, you're way than way than yeah. you're you're way more than enough ready for the NFL. Yeah. I mean, the coaches that have the experience with these student athletes, they, they know what it's mm-hmm. they, they've been in the roots of the NFL. I mean, Urban Meyer hasn't coached the right. NFL, but he understands when he was at Ohio State what it takes. Right. So does a lot of those coaches. They understand it. Right. So they're prepping them for yep. the NFL. That's their job. So yep. I think if you go to one of those top schools that they're ready to play in that league at all at all circumstances, but they just need to get the experience as well to help them out to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's the coach at the end of the day being like, I'm going to stay hard to my decision that I'm not starting this guy, no matter if he's the better option, just to set the tone that, you know, this kid's going to have to be forced to work for it every week, you know? Exactly. Nothing's better than going into someone's DMs and being like, all oh, how, like poking the bear at like a hardcore <laughs> fan or whatever. And then they just like explode and be like, well, what do you mean? What the hell? They're going to have a fantastic year this year. It was just, like, it was just a fans fans are a perfect example there too with any dimes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's it's just the greatest thing ever. And then they'd be like, well, your team hasn't been to the Super Bowl forever. Oh, like God. Eagles fans are a perfect example of that too. 
Yeah. But I just love poking fan, uh, fun at fans and then like people taking it so seriously. Yeah, yeah, it's the yeah. greatest thing ever. Yeah. Yeah, no. Oh, Danny, Dimes is like, Danny Dimes is funny because you talk to Giants fans and I know that we have one on the phone, but it's like they, they, they won. They want Eli to be Hall of Fame first ballot. And then Hardcore Giants Daniel fans. Jones. Yeah. What? Then they then they draft Daniel Jones and they're acting like they haven't seen a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback for the last 20 years. So I'm like, which one is it? Because like Miami, so fans, me, like we haven't seen a quarterback. Of course they're hyping Tua up. You guys are acting like you're amateurs at this. You guys had Eli Manning playing for how many years? Like you shouldn't be this surprised and like loving of Daniel Jones. Like, uh oh, here we go. <laughs> so let me speak on behalf of of Giants fans. I grew up a Giants fan. I've always been a hardcore Giants fan. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Eli is a is a first ballot Hall of Famer. No matter right. if he won two Super Bowls or not. I mean, exactly. And I don't think Daniel Jones is 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 an Eli. I don't think he's he's anything special. I mean, I think he could lead them to some to right. some playoff games and things and such like that. But I don't know if he's a, a Super Bowl contender. I mean, yeah. yeah exactly. But again, I don't think Eli is a is a first ballot Hall of Famer. No, at, I don't. This is why, like, you're. This is why we're all on this podcast because there's some type of mental here. Like, there's some smart people here. But. Eli Manning. Uh, and I understand everyone will always go back to the, well, he won two Super Bowls. Right. So did 52 other people on his team or how many other players. The third string guys won a Super Bowl too as well. They've never seen any time. You could right. still David say that. Carr. Yeah, you could still yeah. say that. At the end of the day, talent is talent. Leadership mm-hmm. is leadership. Character mm-hmm. is character. This guy was never a superstar in the league. I think he maybe had how many actually good, good seasons. I, I really don't even know. But well, I remember he had thing. seasons where he would Eli throw so many football. interceptions. Yeah. No. Yeah. I was just saying, like, you know, it's easy for a team who doesn't have a quarterback for 20 years to get hyped over a new rookie, you know. But it's like when you're a Giants fan, I'm like, I expect better out of you guys because you had a decent quarterback. It's not like he's the worst thing. Like you've had a guy who's been starting for like 15 freaking years, you know. Like I, I think Tom Eli, man. I think Eli's got the brains to be Hall of Fame, but I just don't think he ever had the physical ability. I just don't think yeah. he could he could do it on the physical level in the NFL. Um, and it, it clearly showed two Super Bowls he, or not. He didn't have the physical ability. He didn't have the intensity. I mean, intensity, can, that's a great word. He was scared to get him, tackled. Well, yeah. people compare him to Phillip Rivers and right. the way they each react on the field. And people say, oh, well, it's a good thing the Giants drafted Eli because Phillip Rivers would have never won a Super Bowl with the Giants. I disagree. Right. I highly disagree. If Phillip Rivers had the same team that Eli had, I, I think Philip Rivers definitely could have won a couple Super Bowls just like Eli did. And Philip Rivers is more of a competitor in my opinion. Yeah, exactly. I think exactly. Rivers is the better quarterback than Eli overall. Yeah. Super Bowl or not, I mean, people will say, oh, well, he won two Super Bowls. I don't, I don't give a shit if he won two Super Bowls. It wasn't all him. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it isn't all anyone, you know? It, 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 it isn't all Mahomes. It isn't all anyone. It's just, you know, it, it's, it's a team game for sure. I've been on the borderline of, like, Eli. I think you just have to, like, respect the fact that he's been stable for so long. He's been an iron quarterback. He's 
he's won the big games twice against you know the dynasty of the decade of the decade. So I factor that in, but I don't think it's you know first ballot. But I would put him in. But it's just funny when I talk to some Giants fans when you get the ones that are like super animate about Eli is the greatest thing ever, and then they're the same people like well, hyping up this rookie, the, and I'm like, which one is it? You know, the like, other. Are you happy to be moving on from Eli or not? <laughs> the, the other problem, too, is the fact that Eli Manning's brother is one of the greatest quarterbacks to play as well. And just yeah. because it's family, they think, oh, okay, two Super Bowls, his brother's Peyton, he's right. good. Like, just saying that, just saying right. that he's good. Like, what does that even mean, he's good? Mm-hmm. Be more specific. People like to tie that together, and I don't think that's a fair assumption. No, no. Yeah. I mean, it's very fair. It's very fair. But yeah, that was the one thing with the Giants fans I see a lot. I'm like, uh, you guys, like, which one is it? Like, <laughs> dude, I'm pissed that Navy's getting their ass kicked by BYU right now. I'm sorry. That's a great conversation you guys are having, but I'm just like sitting here regretting betting Navy. Well, it's thirty-one BYU to zero. Is a good team, dude. I've always said that. I've always. Said I know. BYU was I was gonna team. bet BYU, but then I was like, I gotta go that. with the Navies. I gotta go with the shipmen, and then they're getting their asses handed to them. But I'm oh, sorry. Man. But go BYU ahead. So real, underrated. Real, real quick, Eli is Eli definitely commands respect. He comes from a great line. Uh, yep. you know, he's got great genes of quarterback history from his dad yep. to his brother. He commands respect, but he's definitely not a first ballot Hall of Famer. No, he's not first ballot. Absolutely. He's going to get in there, but it's he definitely should. not first ballot. He should, but it won't be first. But no, I agree. I agree. I don't think he should get in the Hall of Fame. I think Hall of Fame, you got to be the best, like in the top five at least one season or like mm-hmm. be the, the best the at best, one season. The best of the best. Well, Because then if everyone's I mean, getting to the Hall of Fame, I mean. He, you see the people that get into the Hall of Fame, though. Not, I mean, in exactly. any sport, not everybody. Yeah, that they're I got you. In the Hall of Fame. Eli mm-hmm. just comes from that bloodline, and he's yeah. won a couple Super, couple Super Bowls. And like yep. Bobby was saying, he's been a stable quarterback. He's kept his starting position for every year he's been in the league until Ben yeah, McAdoo. Ben McAdoo ruined his his starting track record, and he's never yep. been the hurt. doo-doo. He's never been hurt. Right. And Besides they concussions, one of the worst work. lines I've ever seen for how many years in the past few years. I mean, it's been mm-hmm. horrible. <laughs> yeah, I definitely respect Eli Manning for sure. I like I said, I don't think he is a great commercial guy overall, but yeah. <laughs> his commercials are <laughs> awesome. Yeah, He's got him good and dance moves. go well together. Yeah. Well, no, but even when he was doing direct TV commercials <laughs> with Peyton that one time. Yeah. It was I awesome. Like the one, I like the one with the family where they're on like a tour and they're they're like kicking each other and then they dad oh, yeah. turns around and Peyton points to him and then Eli points to him. That was so funny. Dude, he's great. Th- those e- those Manning brothers, they need a podcast. Shoot, <laughs> yeah. we might recruit them. Yeah, I'll get Peyton Manning on here. All right, last thoughts because we're kind of running late. Everyone's got the Chiefs on Thursday, right? Uh, Texans by 101. <laughs> Mine is Chiefs. Nine and a half. Do they cover? I think it's more than that. I say two touchdowns. Man, it's it's tough when first game back with this type of weird season. I I don't know. It's either they got so fans far. there. Yeah. Yeah. Are they are they in KC? Yeah. Chiefs, Chiefs 14, uh, Texans 10. 
that low scoring. All right, hammer the under, says Brandon Farrell. I mean, I mean, like Bobby said, it's been a weird, it's been a weird start to the season. I second you with that. Yeah, yeah I'll say, it's... I'll say, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'll say, Chiefs, twenty, twenty-one, Texans fourteen. Oh, man. I'll say, I'll say Chiefs thirty-five, Texans twenty-one. I'll, I'll say Chiefs twenty-four, Texans twenty-one. Okay. All right, there we go. And then we're also gonna have the weekly drive break it down the, every single game from the NFL's previous week on to on every Wednesday. I'm sorry, I was about to say Tuesday. Tuesday is actually when we're gonna record, but Wednesday is when it's gonna be live. And also, we'll cover that on Bench Bros too. Give it a little brief description. But the main juicy part is what you heard. It's going to be on the weekly drive. It's going to be fantastic. So, and you ready to go to the Trailerville? This is kind of running long, so we're kind of Let's wrapping it up it, here, baby. kind of quick. The boys were in Darlington, South Carolina, back at Darlington Raceway. That was yesterday, NASCAR Cup Series. Kevin Harvick, your first place winner once again, forty-nine points, always leading the pack, followed by number three car, Austin Dillon. Swallow with your third place, number 22, yellow card, Joey Logano. And then my fourth and fifth placing, Elliot. Oh, Eric Jones. Smooth. I was smooth. I was smooth. Eric Jones and then William Byron in fifth place. So, um, the next next race will be held at Richmond in Virginia. Your defending champion, Martin Truex Jr. Yes, VA. Playoffs underway. Here we go. Cool stuff. All right. Well, guys, that is all the time we have for today. We thank you for joining us. And if you have any comments about Eli Bannon being in the Hall of Fame, let us know. Give us a comment below and let us know what your bold predictions are for the NFL season. So like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Bench Bros Sports, and follow us on Instagram at Original Bench Bros. Uh, we keep you up to date on every headline throughout the week on those pages. We also keep you up to date on BenchBrosports.com. You can follow Thrive Fantasy, get your money in, deposit it, get that bonus in for Mahomes to throw 350 plus. Get it all in there. So use promo code BenchBros for that. And also, we're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and other media services. So again, thank you for listening, guys. Last thoughts. No, Fishing. sir. Three days away. I can't wait. Football, do well in your fantasy drafts, everyone, and then watch the Tua movie on Saturday. Stanley Cup playoffs, baby. Tua Tua produced his own movie? What? Yeah, I think he made a sex tape. (laughs) 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 The glided Hawaiian. Are you kidding me? How did we forget about the Kentucky Derby? Oh, Oh, yeah. Authentic, oh, yeah. baby. Shame on you. Shame on you. Shame on you. Because, dude, none of us are rich and have that kind of money to bet. Dude, guy's got money falling out of his pockets left and dude, right. Dude, yeah, I took it. It was a bad Facts week for out. me. All right, nah, dude, we're not, wins we're that not, race. We're not flex. Come on now. <laughs> I will guy. say that was a entertaining horse race. It was back and forth between those two horses down the back straightaway. Authentic. Yeah. It's incredible how this guy, Bob Baffert, whatever, he's produced like all the winning horses yeah. for like years. Every single horse is what I don't know what the hell this guy is doing, but he yeah. just he wins race after race after race. 
I thought he was going to die. I swore he was going to die because it looked like I was like, there's no way he's going to keep this lead. He just, and he did. And he did, yeah. Yeah, odds for. I swore he was. I thought you were talking about the odor. I, I thought you were talking about the odor. Oh, I thought that dude was going to die. <laughs> oh, that's what that's I meant. Bad, thought you were bad talking time about. to say that. Bad joke in America. Oh, you meant the horse? <laughs> Wait, what? everybody's confused. <laughs> the horse, Wes, the horse. Bob, Bobo's going to die here pretty soon. Just generating Kentucky winner about. after Kentucky winner. Triple crown after triple crown. <laughs> Yeah, but this dude is just producing horse after horse after horse. And every it's funny because every the owners always have something nice to say about their horse um, as like why they think they won, you know, yeah, saying that certain horses have magic touch or whatever. But yeah, Authentic took the win. Did you see the winner circle when the horse kind of like freaked out and ran into like a circle and everyone like backed up? I was like, oh, that horse is uh, following um, coronavirus guidelines. <laughs> social it was kind of funny. <laughs> a horse was social yeah. distancing. He literally ran in a circle and then stopped when everyone was like 12 feet away. It was like, okay, funny. that horse cares about his health. <laughs> All right, I'm Wes Explained. That was Bobby O'Hara. That was Brandon Farrell. That was Anthony Fertini. We'll see you guys next time on Bench Bros. That's the show. We out.